Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast, here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, December 15, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have what's called the follow-through day. And there's a lot of stuff going on on the chart, so we have to have a whole series of awarenesses throughout this video. So A, get out your sticky notes. B, pay attention. There's a lot of important stuff happening in the market. There was a whole host of stuff happening this week. We had the Fed Kabuki Theater. We had the CPI data release. And by the way, what was that? That was right up here the morning of, I sent out an email to Lazy Swing Traders, Half hour before the opening bell, this is the spot we're going to short the tape. I think the exact phrase I used was, it's time to start them up. We shorted at the open, whether you played the SPY short, the Qs, the IWM, the SDS, the XPSS, the triple, whatever you chose, the vehicle of your choice, everybody got paid. Now we have what's called a risk-free, emotionless trade. They can whip the market around in both directions. That being said, let's talk about what the expectations are going forward. We basically have everything behind us this week, so it's all a known known. The Fed is behind us, the Kabuki Theater, CPI is behind us. However, quadruple witching options expiration week is not necessarily behind us. You're going to have to follow me on this. There's a bit of conspiracy theory in here. Some of you will absolutely love it. Remember, it's quadruple witching options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. We'll start there. We've already seen what's debatable as weird stuff. Big spikes, big drops, huge point swings. From high to low this week, it's over 5% in the index itself. What do you think that did? to the price of the option, the put option on the index itself we had, well, it exploded. At least for a two-day move, that is. Now, let's fast forward to a bit of the conspiracy theory stuff. The market is at a critical place, so let's start there. Let's back up the tape. We're right about this 390 area, and they closed below it today. Look where they closed at 389.66. It's a really important spot. Why is that? Well, we've been talking about it ever since they got above. It is the breakout area, and if they start getting back below and closing candles, a la the first one today, back below, that's going to be a different kind of tape. It activates the next leg lower. Now, can they pop them back up tomorrow? Of course they can. They closed below it by pennies one day. That's not necessarily the thing we're talking about. Now... Back to the conspiracy again for the second or third time. This is the last payday of the year for the option trading desks at the big institutional players. Some of the big players at some of the big investment banks, trading firms, we've all been reading about them getting some of their bonus money cut that they'll get paid out in the first part of January. Maybe, just maybe. We're not finished with the shenanigans. Watch out for a big move coming. And we don't know whether it's going to be up or down. Let me explain. Another big move will get those guys paid. 
if they were positioned correctly. Hint, hint. So we're not done with options expiration week, so that's on the table. And the other thing is, and don't forget this, we talked about the point in time around the 15th of the month. And I said it's really 15th, 16th, so it bleeds into the weekend. So we could see something relative to this time frame begin next week. But here's the thing. It's a cycle time frame. So what we do know, and I've talked about this many, many times, so you just saw it in real time. The market just traded down into an important time frame. Now, it may go into tomorrow, but this is these points in time where we're looking for a possible turn or a possible culmination of this move. Since this move may not be over yet, what I'm saying is we could have a turn back up and you would see a nice big bounce. There would be a short squeeze attached to it, all that stuff. So they eat up a lot of points in a short period of time. But also, leading into the end of the week, the end of options expiration, the culmination of this cycle, for example, we could have another big down day. Don't discount that. If there was another down day, for example, into Friday, even just Friday morning, whether or not you get the flush and recovery type action, who knows. But a number that they should hit, and it doesn't mean they will hit, but a number they should hit is 386.50. It's the horizontal line running across the screen. And that would really be a minimum required target, 386.50. Now look where that is. So that, by the way, is from the calculator. Okay, so that's just a number. It's the next number in line. They should get there. Now you take a look at the next breakup candle low in the sequence. 385.64 is the low. So we're going to say somewhere in between 385.50 and 386.50 is an interesting spot. Should be supportive of the market unless, for example, they're opening below that stuff. You also have the 50-period moving average right there. No accidents or coincidences. So I would put this little zone on a sticky note. If there's a rescue operation underway in the morning in the pre-market, inside the number members will certainly have a beat on the numbers. We'll have an idea of exactly what's going on and where the trade is. Let's take another gander at the weekly chart as we edge closer to the end of the week. One more trading session left. And you can see here if they close the week, below and convincingly below that 20 period moving average. And by the way, that's an area that if there any kind of bullish activity on Friday, they'll want to rally back to close above two places. A, the weekly chart 20 period moving average place number one. That comes in right around 391.22. And then place number two would be just below that would be the 390 area which on the daily chart is this area over here, which is that last breakout area. Staying above, there's a stay of execution. Getting below opens the door for A, the 385-386 area we just talked about. And then, by the way, if and when they get below that, they're going to be into no man's land. There's a whole new set of sellers that get interested in selling the tape under there. I think it's worthwhile to run through a few more charts that we look at from time to time. I look at them all the time just to see what's around the area we just discussed. 385.43 is this 100 period moving average on this 240 minute chart. 
So that's interesting. That's supportive of and around that price on this chart for a reason different from other reasons we've already identified. And then here, the last moving average in the line of defense for the 120-minute chart is the 200 at 385.50. So you can see where this area seems to be important on a variety of different charts. Anything below that will be an inside-the-number type of situation at zero dark 30 in the morning or beyond. And by the way, just to reiterate so everybody's aware, I talked about the vacuum. If you start getting below and closing below 385.64, the vacuum opens and there's a lot of space all the way down to 375, 376, 377. You don't know exactly where the market will stop if it stops, but if you start scaling below and they open the floodgates and the trap door opens and there are no buyers underneath the market and that can happen, it has happened, it will happen again. I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow, but the awareness is it can happen. The market is in a place where it can happen. We're at that rubber band place or we're at least close to it. Below 390, the rubber band is out of the draw. It's on the table. Below this breakup candle low into no man's land, 385.64, and guess what? The rubber band is getting stretched, and it can break, and it can break in a hurry. Put that on a sticky note. By the way, just to reiterate something, the swing trade that was taken for the lazy swing trader folks up at 4.10, we haven't really even got to first target yet, although... We took profit because we're up over 50% in the position, and some were up a whole lot more than that. I took a longer-term position than some other traders took. Some other traders would have taken an option expiring in a month or two. I took one out to March, but that's just because my ultimate goal for the ultimate exit, the last exit of the position, is a lot lower, and I'm willing to ride it down and trade the trade like a pro trade. I can rebuy a portion of the position that I've taken off on a rip in the market for the next drop. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, what happened inside the numbers today? Well, they were selling them overnight. We had the post-Powell overnight thieves in a selling tape type operation or situation. Now, since they sold them most of the day, you can pause the video and read the early stuff, which was posted at zero dark 30, I want to point one particular thing out. We had some unfinished business down around 391.25. Put that on a sticky note for a moment. Now, you didn't get a tremendous bounce away from there, but you did get a trade from there. But the thing I want to point out is it was unfinished business. When they came down and did the business, and they did not have a tremendous bounce away from it, which means that while it was unfinished business, They had other business to tend to that would have been and could have been and was lower. So the destination was actually lower when they don't have a quick bounce in a reasonable period of time or a big bounce away from a spot and they start going sideways like they did fighting the spot. Ultimately, they started trading back below the spot that opens the door for other spots. Let's move along, see what else we had as the day got underway. I was a willing shorter of the tape. They didn't actually get to the number. Early on, here's what we're saying about the buy zone. 393 down to 391, but the best price to buy is 391 and a quarter. That was the unfinished business. There was another piece of unfinished business later. You'll see that later on in the notes. 
below 391, we start talking about that whole 390 thing. Now look at this one. If they run up to 395.50, can a trader short it since it's the pivot? As long as you have the awareness they can spike it, and it's wrong with candle closes above 396.35. High of day, first candle of the day, 395.25, missed it by a quarter, left me at the altar on that one. We're moving along, see what else we have. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You'll see as they got the day going, we have the numbers, if they get above this, below that, this happens, that happens, it's the same routine, we have the numbers, and they're solid as a rock the majority of the time. They got into the zone. Remember, it's bunched up down there with a lot of different numbers that could provide support, but 391 and a quarter was the best buy. And then you can see getting below goes to 390 and so on. So they bounced off of the unfinished business. They didn't quite get to even the next spot, and then they started failing. And so that's when you know things are a little squirrely, and then if they get below and start closing candles below, well, that's the bear case for lower stuff. This is your tour guide of information throughout the day. Then as they start the all-day sucker meltdown operation until the end of the day when they tried to bounce a little bit, and it was just a little bit, there's not much you can do with it when the market is in a slow-motion meltdown operation. You're either already short or you're waiting for some number looking to buy. By the way, 11.15 turned into a slow motion meltdown. 3.89.80, give or take, is some unfinished business. And then here's that 3.86.50, and I called that the grand prize today for the Bears if they continued to sell them. They could have got there today if they wanted to. They just chose not to. There's that next place of unfinished business, 3.89.80. And look, while they stopped there, look what they did. They just ran sideways. So while it's support... And that means it did stop the market from going down. It wasn't enough to keep the market from even going lower a little later, but they did rally back to that to close almost above it, not quite above it. Interestingly enough, they ran a test of that last piece of unfinished business, and it's not really super important anymore because it's now finished, and therefore it wasn't really a supportive type of number. It was just a piece of unfinished business, but they did run a test of it at the end of the day. Just babbling for a second. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So now let's look at this chart independent of anything else. Below all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. Remember that one? What's the grand prize on this drop, at least the minimum grand prize on this drop for Camp IWM people? 171.50. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Weekly chart giving up the last moving average in the line of defense. Remember, this was always just a bounce in a downtrend. The trend is your friend. The weekly trend is down. The daily trend is down. The monthly trend is teetering on what? Check this out. We'll see where it goes by the end of the year, by the end of the month. But are they going to give up that 50-month moving average that they've been back and forth through a number of times doing what? Remember this one? Talked about it a few times, creating a bear flag pattern on this monthly chart. Now, it's a monthly chart. Look how long it takes. This one's like eight, nine months in the making. After all this back and forth, eating time off the clock behavior above the 100 period moving average as it was sloping up over the last eight months, is this likely to stop the tape if this breaks lower 
or are they likely to slice through it like a hot knife through butter on their way to a different destination? And the answer is in the latter of the two. Remember, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. Relative weakness. We've been talking about it each and every day. We've been looking at the moving averages, looking at the charts. It's the reason I look at this one every single day. There's a method to the madness. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they got thumped along with everything else today. Thumped is a technical term. This thing's all been all over the place of late. We've gone up, back down, up and back down again, all within days. Very difficult to get a read when they do that kind of stuff, the EKG stuff, even on the daily chart. There's no conviction. There's no set pattern taking place. It's kind of an all over the place situation. So what do we do when that happens? When you're unsure of what one chart is trying to tell you? Well, you got to pan out a little bit. Take a higher view like the 30,000 foot view, the weekly chart. Well, here we are again. So we know where we stand on the weekly chart. We're looking at this breakup candle low as a line in the sand. It's below the 20 period moving average on a weekly basis. Close the week out, for example, tomorrow below that stuff and that's gonna be trouble. However, hold that stuff and start back up, and this still is not a bearish, but yes, a bullish setup on the chart. Regardless of what the market does into tomorrow or Monday, can you still get an end of the year rally? Can you still get a Christmas rally? Of course you can. You just don't know from what number they'll start to rally. They could start a Christmas rally on Monday, from another two or 3% lower. Who knows where? That's why we use the charts to determine the scenario that fits best with what's likely to happen next based on what the charts are telling us, period, full stop. What about the Q people? Shellacked for about three and a half percent. Again, everything was in the same camp. Bounce in a downtrend, nothing more, nothing less. Pretty simple stuff. Last line of defense is the breakup candle low, 273.85. Below that opens the door for a whole new truckload of sellers. Generally speaking, unless you open the day below that, you expect a bull bear battle at a minimum from an intraday perspective at places like those. Down 2% for the XLF people. Next stop on the downside, 33 and a quarter on a flush out. 31 and a quarter, 31.40. Nah, just round it up to 31.50. It's close enough. 32.65 is an important place as well. Put that on a sticky note if you're one of the XLF people. Let's have a longer term view of the financials and a discussion around the financials. So here we are with a convergence of a 50 period and 100 period moving average weekly chart. They couldn't get through it. They topped out. They're being rejected. Okay. Here comes the 20 period moving average. Let's say they start getting below. Then again, you can see where we were having a bounce and a downtrend. We have a high, a lower high, a lower high. Now they did make a slightly higher high, but if they fail, what difference does it make what you call it? And here's the thing, looking at the monthly chart, what did they do? Did they just run a back test of the 20 month moving average and get rejected. Now, sure, they could trade in between here for a while. All that stuff is yes, true, we don't know, all that stuff. But right now, what we're looking at from a monthly chart perspective is, hey, 
They just got rejected at the 20-month moving average. Not being able to get back above means there is no bull case at present for the XLF. If there's no bull case for the present of the XLF, then what are the last two cases left? A neutral case, which means they go nowhere, and the bear case. Already this week, we have an acceleration in volume in the XLF. We have an acceleration in volume in the SPY. This is institutional selling. This is institutional distribution. This is smash mouth down 4%. That classifies as a woodshed type of situation taken out behind the woodshed. But here's the thing. It's in a different position than all these other charts. Take notice. We said it last night, night before. We'll say it again tonight. Is there anything wrong at this point in time with the weekly chart and this bull flag pattern? And the answer is, no, there isn't. Doesn't mean it won't collapse tomorrow, but right now, this is a potential canary signaling that a rally is coming sooner than later across the board. Now, the rally, again, will still be a bounce in a downtrend, but in a bear market, the rallies are fierce. You get short squeezes. You get big swings in both directions. They come with opportunity in both directions. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.